hope you have a great day, you know, enjoying yourself ahí en el jardín, allá afuera en el patio, or you're right there in the columpio at the park, whatever it is that means you are happy, hope you're having a good one. It's Arturo Muñoz, a.k.a. Velas. And official Young Hive here along with our special guest. Chago from Baktoon 12. And you're in tune too for the Barrios Podcast. Orale. A podcast aiming to enlighten, encourage, educate your message color, speaking with the communities, for the communities, and for the barrios. Now today's topic is about Historia de Salinas, a little bit of historia, you know, a little bit of history. But before we go on to our topic, we want to give Luis Chago, you know, the opportunity to, you know, talk about himself, you know, what brings him here and what makes him such a powerful person that he is, you know? Oh, powerful. I am flattered, eh? <laughs> este, um, yeah, I'm from here, from the east side of Salinas, born and raised. And uh, you'll spend some time outside of Salinas and really blessed to be back Uh my wife and I, my partner and I, we, you know, we were blessed to, to get a home here back in the same neighborhood I grew up in, you know, just around, just around the corner from my mom's, my jefita. And what we've been doing or what I've been a part of, it's been this movement, it's a lifelong movement um, to, to use our skills and Use our arte as our arma. It's uh, it's it has had a lot of great like successes and um, a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of community building. You know we're uh, we're uh, we're a gente that that we know we're. We're trying to hustle, you know, everybody's trying to hustle, everybody's trying to survive, you know, and in this community, um, the hustle is, is labor intensive, you know, on so many levels. And um, it doesn't f appear to be a sustainable upward mobility um, what happens with a lot of our talent here or a lot of our uh, the the bright young talent that comes from here a lot of times has gone on to college you know uh, worked really hard you know with the with the support of their families their communities were able to go off and um forge our own path and a lot of times it's like they you know they never came back and for for legitimate reasons, you know, um, how many times you all gone like on Facebook or like any other social media outlets and, you know, Salinas is like, oh, it used to be a, such a great place. Oh, East Salinas in particular, you know, it's like, oh, I grew up there and I went back there recently and it just looks like terrible. You know, and it just, it's a common thing that you see, you know, um, that you read. It's the, it's part of that. It's a narrative. It's a narrative. It's not the narrative. And, you know, the, you know, those, those, those comments, you know, that's all indicative of the kind of, the culture of exclusion, you know, it's, it's it's an American like you know trait. I I I wanna I don't I mean I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume 
not assume, but I'm based on experiences, right? Based on on my own like uh, my own observations. This uh, culture of exclusion, leaving people out, or you know, fighting to be number one, or working and you know just hustling to be number one, or be at the top of your game. Everything that we're thinking about most of the time, we're what's on our minds is is what we need how much is it going to cost and if i can get the best without paying the most right or by paying the least you know and like that's like on, on all aspects of our lives pretty much you know uh youngsters when um i've had like the the privilege of like teaching ethnic studies and the concepts of like capitalism you know how does how does one reflect and be critical about the the culture that they grew up in you know where it's like you know everything all the shiny all the bells all the shiny bells and whistles you know all the all the brand names everything that really kind of like you know everything that kind of already like just puts a status on you just by by how you what you're wearing your material goods um, it's like, you know, we learned that in, we learned that early. We learned that type of, we learned that type of behavior, like in elementary school, you know, you know, from, from what you're wearing, the toys you bring, the, the, the items, the material stuff, you know, and the more stuff you have of the best calidad or whatever, it's like, wow, like that's, we, we, we learned that that's, um, those are points, you know, these are points. These are, I'm scoring points, right? I'm scoring this. I scored this, you know, this bike. I scored these like Jordans, you know, uh, the, this is, this is it. That's, and that's your scoreboard, right? So you, you walk around and you're like, you got the most, and you know, who's the winner here? You know what I mean? And I, that's, we learned that early, you know, we learned, you know, the more you have, the, the better off you are. And we learned, like, if we don't have that, then we're going to figure out ways to get it, you know. And, 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 um, and those ways, for a lot of us, were not legitimate. Uh, for a lot of us, and what I mean by a lot of us, I mean, like, by our own family members, our own neighbors, the people we've grown up with, you know, they had to do what they had to do to survive for, for, their, for their family, for their communities. So... You know, uh, capitalism. You know, <laughs> this this culture. You know, it's like, it's that that's that's our mindset, right? You know, and uh, you know, it's what are you thinking about right now? Oh, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about a burger. I'm thinking about this, or I'm thinking about my. You know, like yeah, like where are you gonna get it from, or how are you gonna get it? Do you have money enough to get it? Where'd you get the money to get it? How'd you get that money, right? Like how did you know all all of that is like we're. I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. You know, like that's just that's just it, dog. Like that's a way of life. Um how do how can our imagination break that? Yeah. You know, and, and it's and to see outside of that outside of that um that little rat race that, that um you know, and it's we'll use we'll use that term rat race for a better for lack of a better term, but it's like if that's what it feels like, you're 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 running that little that little wheel, like a hamster, right? So I I've 
um, like I, I, you know, growing up here, like, uh, it's just a little bit about myself. I, I, you know, I grew up in, I grew up over here, Town Street in Del Monte, and um, my mom's still there. Um, and my 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 pops, you know, you know, rest in peace. Just to, you know, he um, he worked as a bracero when he came here in 1951. He was 18 years old. And 1951, 51 into the 50s, and into the 60s, uh, he didn't he didn't go back to Mexico like for nine years. He was like here for like five for like 51 to like 1960, right? When he finally went back to to Mexico. This is the story, right? This is what I understand. Uh, you know, he drove he drove into town, drove into little pueblo with a, driving an Impala. Right, he made an impression on everybody into the little well. This is 1960, all right. So, came in here and like he was like he was flossing, right? Like after so many years, nine years working in the fields here, and never did I ever hear him like talk about like oh esto me pasó y luego este este whatever like este gabacho or este este mayordomo or like none of that. He never talked about any of that. He never mentioned, you know, he was. Like most Mexicanos, like just just proud, like you know. And by 1963, he uh, he got a, a job in the a blue collar job at Spreckle Sugar Company. Uh, it's not there no more. It's not standing anymore. I think I believe Tanimer and Nano is pretty much controls that whole property out there in Spreckles. Um, right here on the outskirts of Salinas heading out towards Monterey. And that was like a place where a lot of folks ended up. If they started out in the fields, they ended up in the fabricas. And not just in the Spreckle Sugar fa Factory, but Nestle's Chocolate Factory. There was a Nestle's Chocolate Factory. Some people used to say you could smell the chocolate as you're driving over through uh, Sanborn and uh, Blanco Road heading in that direction. Um, there was a, a spice factory, Shillings, Shilling Spices, right? Um, there was the Firestone Tire Factory. And th these these factories, these factories like employed a lot of a lot of men. They put food on the table for a lot of people. And in the seventies, between the seven nineteen the mid late nineteen seven late seventies early eighties. Till about the 90s, for like about maybe 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years. Maybe like 20 years from like the 70s into the 90s. Those, um, those factories started leaving, right? They, they started hitting like around the late 70s. You know, the east side of Salinas, you know, I remember when, I remember when there was white people living on my street, you know, like... It was like there was Mr. Sanders across the street, you know, and Mr. Buckley, you know, I think it was Mr. There was a Mr. Green, I think, um, Mr. Green, you know, um, they were like, it was like, it was a trip. Um, it was a trip, man. And, and um, there was a, a black and uh, Filipino family across the street too, the Harveys, you know, that, that father, that, that father who, who lived there, the, the the from that family they he worked at the shillings factory um you know their their boys would go got to grow up with them and um there were a couple of those montalvos there were a couple of mexicanos chicanos 
on the street too. Um, this is 1970, and then. Like by 1980s, like into the 80s, 86, you know, I mean, you know, you start seeing gradually like, oh, more Mexicanos, more Mexicanos. But like 1986, man, like President Ronald Reagan, like he, he, he signed an amnesty act. And that just like that was like that was like a floodgate, man. Like <laughs> just like it's just overnight. Like it was just nothing but raza out here, you know, in 1986. And that was, I just remember clearly, it was like, boom, and then boom, all the white people were gone, you know? They just white flight, white flight out, right out of here. Mm. Um, and, and the, oh, the Spencers right next door to us, they stayed. They stayed till like 2013, man, till like the matriarch to the mom passed away, the main matriarch, you know? They were cool, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, we grew up, <laughs> grew up right there. 2013, they like... It was a, it, it was it was a trip. My mom told me how they were the first neighbors to, to go and greet them. You know, so it's it's trippy because it's like there's there's still Okies here, right? There's still white people here in the East Side, you know, and this despite like whatever their politics are, they still live here. You know what I mean? Like, and you know that their politics are good. Uh, there's 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 probably some gray area, but like, you know, today what the world we're living in, you know, it's like, um, you could put your money that they watch a lot of Fox News, you know. So in all of this, y'all, like, all of this, this, this these cultural trends, um, you know, the economic policies, the impacts of like the laws that have like really kind of. Um, would kind of corral us, you know, like corral, like, like livestock, like ganado, you know, like <laughs> it's like, we're going to send you boom, boom, boom. And they don't, they didn't, we didn't, we never, we like Rasa here never had enough to be like, or never, I don't say never, um, but that vision to say like, okay, now I can come back and I'm going to start, I'm going to come back. I'm going to run some things out here. You know, there are though, there are, there are, there are, Alistair High School is is probably like for me like I could make I would make a case that Alistair High School is is the closest thing that we can to like that we have to that because of the the administrative leadership there the principal he grew up right behind our house right you know, we we're living on Tal seven thirty seven Tal Street they lived on May right behind us you know some of their assistant principals like. They all graduate. Like, not, I'm not gonna say they all graduate, but some of the few of them assistant principals. I think at, at one point there were three assistant principals that graduated. In the, one that graduated in 1990, and the others were like 91, 92, 93 around there. Um, but it, it's it. You start. You realize like, wow, what a shift, man! Like, and everything that this man has is doing right now. The principal Garcia, um, and the team, and the teachers, and the students, and the community, and the parents—you know—all of that. Like to really, it takes so much to to like to cultivate a different culture to really kind of see and embrace. Like, oh, the value of the value of an institutional education, the value of higher education. You know, making it like real, right? Like making it like okay, makes sense. You know, 
um, that, and then see that, oh, yeah, I do have a place in there, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I growing up in the, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, it's like, I'll reference one conversation. I remember my, my brother and his friend, his friend who happened to be the nephew of Jesse G. Sanchez. Jesse G. Sanchez is the name that is the namesake of the school right over here, right down the street from us. He was an advocate, a lawyer, activist, organizer. He's he had a great he had great impact on this community through the 70s, was part of the movement. With working with the UFW, um, working to working to like for the redistricting, the redistricting that happened, right? Like the redistricting meaning like uh, you were now the city was now going to be uh, broken up into six districts, and each district could vote for their representative, right? Their council member. And before that, it was like. You had representatives of the east side who never been to the east side. You know what I mean? It was like a, a, a at large voting, right? So like he this this man was he was uh, you know he 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 had he was able to he had this vision. He was surrounded by others, you know. Some of them some of them are still around with us today and are blessed to have their knowledge around with us like like professor uh, Philip Tavera who's you know who came from that who you know, came from Alisa High School in the early 70s when the majority of that school was mostly white. It was a mostly white school, you know, and there were a, there were a small voice. And he talked about a time when he had, they had to organize. Him and Jesse G. Sanchez were organizing to do the first ever Cinco de Mayo celebration on that campus. And they said, okay, we'll give you like, we'll give you like, you get like 15 minutes. <laughs> At lunch, so you could have your little whatever. The next year they had like a half hour, and then the next year they had like a full lunch hour, and then like now it's like, imagine that though, like you know what I mean. Now you're like here, and it's like, oh okay, cool. There there are celebrations, there are activities, right? Um, there are there is representation, and yet there is so much more work to do, right? So. Uh, it's the Jesse G. Sanchez, you know, this this man, um, you know, it's the, to, for us, for that, him as well as so many others. I'm just like pointing, like as, as you know, reference um, where do we get a chance to really, real, to like learn like these successes, what they had to do. You know, and to be an example for us to be like, okay, cool. My my point was coming back to my point with this was, um, so going to school in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, it's like uh, his nephew hung out with my older brother, <clears throat> and I remember one time just being hanging out, being being in the same space, not hanging out. I was just, I think a little too young to hang out with my older brother. Anyways, those two dudes were like talking, like, yeah, yeah, my uncle, man. He's gonna, he's right now, he's organizing. This is around the 80s, around the 80s. Like, he's organizing to make sure, like, you know, the the neighborhoods are get their own representatives. It's like, it's, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing a lot, a lot of crazy things. He's badass, he's doing this. And he's a lawyer. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. And then, like, my brother's like, yeah, yeah, man. He, he, uh, 
he represented me and he helped me get out of a DUI or like not or like he brought down the you know he brought down the the um the penalties right like you know he got crazy like it was like yeah this bad guy yeah man he's smart man yeah you know and there's not that many me smart Mexicans oh nah man they're like five. <laughs> <laughs> They're like five bright smart Mexicans. <laughs> and I was just like, I was a little kid. I was like, oh fuck, we got five smart Mexicans. <laughs> Damn. That's 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 Chinguan. Alright. And I like, woo. Like I didn't even I didn't know that. I never knew that, right? Sorry if I cussed. I should have not cussed, but um you know, and I so I always I went back to that moment, right? Like this is a conversation entre homies, right? And this was their relationship, and and yet he was from that same family, right? His own his own nephew, you know. And so it's like we you you could have a you know you could have a successful leader, you know, college educated, you know, that come from that one family, but I think of that that. Um, I think if you want to start, you want to start changing the world, start start with yourself and then start with your home, right? Like, and it's like, can you imagine, like, you're in the same house, man, and, and it's like, we could be far, we could be, we could be <laughs> worlds and worlds away, dude. You know, like, oh, yeah, your brother, oh, he did good, he did great, he went on, he was one of my favorite students, blah, 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 right? You, like, you know, like, this is the time when they used to put, when they would put that expectation, it'd be like, they compare you, right? And you're like, well, like, you know what, like, you know, I'm my own person or whatever, right? Like, you, it, it, I, I'm just, like, in my mind thinking about all of, the, like, all of the, like, in my generation, from my generation, that, like, their 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 parents that were a part of the movement like it was just it just got harder man you know it just got like it like not hard like oppressively hard not like okay now we're after you but now it just now it gets a little more like um strategic on the systems on the systems part you know um because what because why like oh now factories start shutting down okay they start. They start heading out. Factories were the place where the, where y'all would be able to organize, folks. Mm. You know, okay, shh, that's out of the picture. Um, there's not going to be like that upward mobility. Um, you know, you're going to have to figure something else out, right? Um, there was a, a proposition that was passed in the late '70s that allowed homeowners to like that they didn't have to pay their homeowner tax anymore and for a lot of our schools a lot of the programs they depended on that on those taxes it wasn't it was it was like it wasn't thought they would they didn't reveal this but what ended up happening was that programs would get cut i remember like going to a music pro i remember going to like a music program you know, a bus with all these instruments, kind of like that Yosel. I don't know if you know the Youth Salinas Orchestra. Mm. Um, I remember one. This Mr. Bob, this guy named Mr. Bob would come, and you know, in the fifth grade, try to play a trumpet. Didn't you know? It was whatever, just blowing the horn, whatever. Um, 
And I, I kind of felt like I was getting good at it, right? Like, I was growing. It was, like, something that I was going to do, you know? And I remember, like, in middle school or junior high, in this case, back then we called it junior high, um, the program wasn't there anymore. Okay. All right. Okay, so there's nothing there. And I just, I kind of felt like, okay, wow. Um, me, I was just, a, I was just, I, I, I stayed out of trouble, you know? Then I realized, like, you don't realize, like, wow, like, for a lot of, a lot of our families, a lot of the youngsters, a lot of students, it's like, those are the critical hours, right? Between, like, after school and when your parents get home or when you see your parent, if you get to see your parent, right? Unless they, they head out to their next job or whatever. You know, but, you, you know, you don't, we don't understand. We don't see what's going to happen. We'll see that impact, right? So... <laughs> factory shutting down programs coming like falling apart like you know and then like crime rates start rising you know then you start seeing and you start seeing well like hyper capitalism starts to hit the barrios the ghettos hyper capitalism mm -hmm. and that was all because of that was all because of you know narcotics you know you had your you had this this like surge of cocaine man like you know it was yes there were all these other drugs but that 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 product that came that came in like i i i do remember distinctly like a vibe like getting like intensifying and then by watching the news or you know watching television is like here on this other this other narrative that was that was growing out of the black communities the crack right and so um it, it just it feels like all that whole narrative that they were able to control the just say no the war on drugs thank yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you you're just and there's nobody there to help you kind of get like a like a critical reflection around any of that <clears throat> you're like wow 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 and then you see and then you see like okay one or two little like uh portrayals of of the life, right? Of a life. And and I just remember the other day how like this film Colors directed by Dennis Hopper. Um the first film that depicted like the the gang lifestyles from Los Angeles, right? Bloods and Crips, you know. Um and in it they had like you know, they showed some of the Latino gangs in there. Um I, and I just remember after that came out it was like, you know, life imitating art, you know, like, I just, and I remember, I remember distinctly like hearing, um, that dude, that, that dude's got a red rag or that, or he's carrying, he's, he's carrying like a blue rag or whatever. Like, you know, it was like, like it just, it was like faint, but I was able to hear that like at a, at a party that I was in high school and, and it was broken up. You know, the cops came and you can hear somebody like yelling back and forth, back and forth. And I remember thinking like, I remember trying to, I was kind of like, maybe like, okay, what, try, trying to understand what that was. And then, and then it just became clear what, what it was, what was going on. Um, and then for me, it was like, you know, you, you ultimately associate it with, you associate it with everything else around you, Right. Uh, gang culture and suddenly you're like oh 
like I can't be a big Dodger fan anymore. You know what I mean? It's like okay, I'm not gonna. Like it's just it's just a little tr- tr- too traumatic. Like you know, like I'm not gonna. I can't can't just, just didn't feel safe. Um. Eight late eighties nineties. And you don't have. Like here in East Side, or the East Side of Salinas, here, like you, you don't have anybody to help you make sense of any of that, and you can only just trust your instincts. And and those who are, those who are, are like whatever, whatever leadership that they're getting, you know, it's effective, right? Like you're gonna learn, you're gonna, a kid's gonna learn, they're gonna continue learning, whether it's in this class or it's in the streets, you know, at home, they're always gonna learn. You know, that hyper-capitalism, it starts setting in, you know, and then it takes a different shape. And then suddenly, like, you know, hip-hop is, hip-hop comes out, hip-hop's been out, right? It's there, you know, it's like, okay, cool, it's party music, boom, boom, boom. And you realize, like, (laughs) in the early 90s, like, you know, it's like these money makers or these industries really, like, understand that if they invest more in a certain style of hip-hop, they're going to get more in return. It just makes sense. It's capitalism. Like, why else am I going to invest on somebody who's going to rhyme about um, social justice when this other guy who can rhyme about misogyny, abuse towards women, abuse towards their own community, you know, and and feed them enough or just be able to be like, you know, just in inflate it right just keep pumping that because it's making more money right it just makes money if you just look at the graphs of of record record sales and then you look at the graphs of like the the incarceration rates in the 90s and then you look at like something like the crime bill of 1994 which was preceded by the three strikes law that our governor, Pete Wilson, I think in 92 it was. It was the 92. I think 91, 92, around there, he had pushed. Came out of California. The, you know, the Bill Clinton got onto it. Like, you know, it was like the, 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 the new Democrats that were like all about like, okay, law enforcement. I'm going to do what I got to do to win this, you know, to, to get this like presidential ticket. And going to ride it on this like anti, anti-crime campaign. The crime bill, okay, three strikes you're out, right? Zero tolerance types of type of policies. Um, suddenly, it's like, you know, you're tripping out because there's more now. There's more like that. Hip hop is now more like just dominates, right? And then it's like you keep hearing it, you keep believing in it, and and then you you like because you never had anybody or there was never we didn't get to see we didn't continue to get to see our our chicano leaders from the 60s who were in resistance who were able to like to to organize and show up you know at moments of decision making you know decision making moments key decision making moments right like there wasn't that like you know enough to there wasn't enough of that to inspire us but here are these beats and here are these rhymes and like what I'm gonna do to this woman or what I'm gonna do to this fool over here, what I'm gonna do, right? So I can get right Peria or whatever, right? Like 
what what I what I am what I am grateful really super grateful for is the fact that okay um coming coming from around that being around it being able to like uh, for one appreciate uh, even appreciating it being able to appreciate it right like um being able to appreciate like the the skills that that it takes to to achieve your your goals right if there were there are artists that coming from the hood you know what i mean they're 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 going to they they were able to craft their skill well enough to make money off of it get out of the hood do whatever boom 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 and it's like oh wow like that's that's like a hero's journey right you know and even and even amongst like and even amongst those who were just like hustling hustling and stuff it's like you know, you're going to appreciate in some way, shape, or you're just going to keep your mouth shut, or you're just going to keep away, you know, or you're just going to keep, you know, just keep your head down, or just whatever, like, it's all good. Boom. Um, but you know, like, you don't, you don't, you don't mess with them, dude. You don't, you don't mess with them, right? Like, yeah, you know, uh, regardless of whatever the, the television is telling you, the white people on TV are saying, like, just say no, this is bad, you're a criminal, um, all these laws that started coming out, these propositions, 1994, the 187 anti-immigration law, 209, Proposition 209, the anti-affirmative action uh, proposition that removed affirmative action, meaning like there were no more like racial quotas. They, they pulled that out. Proposition 227 in 1998. So it's Proposition 187, 1994, Proposition 209 in 96. Proposition 227, the anti, anti-bilingual education and, and like English only, English only proposition in, in 1998. California, when California was, became acquired by the United States, that state, prop, that state constitution was written in Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. That was part of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. It was part of the contract. You know, like they were going to honor people's ownership to their land as well as the language and culture and whatnot. Boom. Like that treaty, like so many others. Right. You can you can do the you can do the history of the United States by their just their treaties because they broke all of them. So in 1998, it's like here. You go. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. It's like you know, I'm. I'm. Trip, I'm kind of confused. You know. I, but at that point, I already. I'm already. I already feel politicized. I was blessed enough to. To. Go to Chiapas, 1997, and go to the communities, the Zapatista communities there. Had a lot of help from folks I got to work with in Los Angeles, and was able to experience that. I experienced a week in, right there in the Lacandon jungle um, with the Zapatistas. Um, what was that? I got ten minutes. All right, cool. Um, so I got like I got like a week. I had to spend like a week with Los Zapatistas, um, a part of a, a part of a group of folks that came from the U.S. and you know, I'm. No, let me back it up a little bit. 1990, I graduated from Malasa High School, and I get like this kind of coming back to the whole advocacy, coming back to the whole programs. I got a little, I got a little like scholarship, right? A little scholarship, right? And with that scholarship, I got to apply it to uh, a taller over here at El Teatro Campesino, mm-hmm. 
it was my first, my summer where like my political and cultural education took place at a teatro workshop in the summer of 1990. My life changed. My life just changed. I was into drama in high school and I, I had dreams of becoming an actor, but it was like, I knew like watching TV and watching movies, like eh, this is not going to have, there ain't no like opportunity for me. This is way back when. And if you look now, there's still very little opportunities today. Uh, this was the one place El Tatro Campesino really showed me that I didn't have to go anywhere My audience, my most important audience Is in my home and next door My most important audience Were the homies, were my friends Were everybody in the neighborhood Man You know, and that That's what, like, you know I, You know, with However, however, like, however pochillo I am, you know, like, I just I feel like I figured, like, yo, that's that's it right there. I mean, this is where I got to go. This is the direction I got. And this is it. These are my marching orders, you know. Got them from Luis Valdez, right, El maestro. And that that opened me up, man. And it was like I, I got inspired to do a piece called Zero. All right, I was a kid. I'm gonna write a one man show. It's gonna call Zero. It's about it's it has all these different characters in it, like the mom, uh, single parent mom, the his older brother who's involved, um, and then uh, all of these other characters. All of like I guess the personification of pop culture, right? Television, right? So it, I go in. I go. In, so this is this. I'll slow down. Uh, Linda Reese, uh, an advocate, an advocate for youth, artist, young artist, was the first one who really, like, she took me under her wing, and um, she didn't necessarily have, like, that background. I mean, she wasn't, like, a, a performer, you know, uh, but she, she believed in me, man. Mm. She believed in me, you know? She made sure that I was gonna go, like I was gonna follow through. I was gonna go to these events. This was gonna happen, and then, and then after that took place, after the Tatro Campesino happened, it was like I put together. She she encouraged me, like you want to do a one man show, then you're gonna do a one man show, a solo, a solo performance. And I go, yeah, and I want to take it to every school on the east side, every school in the U Alasai Union School mm -hmm. District, and boom, I'm there at the front of the 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 school board. And I'm presenting, I'm pitching, I'm proposing to them, like, hey, she set it up. She set the whole thing up, proposing, like, you know, if to be a part of this, to do this, to bring this this performance to the schools. And Jesse G. Sanchez, man, like, yeah. school board member, man, like, he's right in there. He's like, he's like, he was just, like, happy to see, like, oh, wow, cool, yes. And the whole, the whole play was, the play was called Zero. It was based on the mind concept of Zero. It was about a kid who had no, like, like low self-esteem, um, but discovers that the mind concept of Zero meant, not didn't just mean nothing, it meant everything, mm. right? It's infinity, mm. you know? So I went and <laughs> took the little show, took it out to all the sixth graders, you know? And it's a trip because today they're like, some of those sixth graders are still around. You know what I mean? And, you know, and they're a lot older now, right? And so I'm like, hey, zero. And so they, like, what's up? They, they, you know, they, they remember me. It's like, what up? So, you know, and 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 that was like early, yeah, early '90s. And and after that, 
I wanted to do. Okay, now what do I do? All right. Um, Oh, let me just say, like, I re- yeah, there are a couple of people. It would be interesting. Well, who, who remembers that? Um, I could drop some names, but maybe I'll save it for later. And still, um, uh, after that, I'm okay. Now what? You know, okay, now a big play. Okay, a big play about what? What do I? What? Let's do one. Like you know, okay, do your own play, your own version of do a Christmas play. I'm like, all right. And then I started thinking like, oh, wow, like if I do a Christmas play, but I'll set it here in the east side and I'll make it a I'll fucking my my favorite Christmas story was the Scrooge, the Christmas Carol, right? Story about Scrooge, right? You know, it was just, oh, he gets to see his his past, his present and his future and shit. So instead of instead of like a, a an old like banker or whoever like Scrooge was, like, it was a little homie, right? From the neighborhood. You know, and the night before Christmas, you know, he has this whole plan to go and, like, uh, he sees this one dude who came back into town to visit family for the holidays. And it just so happened to be the dude that he believes was the guy who killed his homie, right? And he's like, all right. Well, and he's, he knows where he's going to be at. He actually is going to be at Misa del Gallo, Midnight, midnight Mass. He said, you know what? All right. I know where he's going to be. I'm going to take it and do it and handle this, you know? That night, he gets, like, he's, you know, he's about to go do it. He crashes out and gets visited by, like, his old homie in the dream, right? The old homie tells him, yo, you got three spirits coming. They're going to hit you up. Better be ready. You know, and they're like, all right. So takes him to the past, takes him to the present, future. You know, got to do that show, got to do that play. And all of these, all these multicultural, no, these are multi-purpose rooms. Every school had a multi-purpose room. We did a tour, and I, there's a picture that there's a picture somewhere of that first uh, poster of that first announcement. And you see, like, if you look look closely, you see like the dates and the the of the other schools that we performed at. Uh, and and yeah, this is 1991, 1991 when the whole the whole like people were tripping off of the the homicide rate mm-hmm. already. People were like saying like, oh man, it's like seven like seven people killed in the in, in nineteen ninety one in one year. Now like look at look at us. Like we're like we already hit the forty mark, you know, like a few years back. Okay. Luckily this year that number is like pretty low. We're hoping, we're praying that we can keep it low, right? It still takes work. Anyways. 1991, right? This is like my response, or like I felt like a response, my responsibility as an artist to be able to be like, okay, let's tell this story. Let's bring folks together. Boom, 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 boom. And I didn't realize like, oh, like, wow, people came in, man. They were like, they flooded the the the, the spaces and, and the multipurpose rooms. And after that was just like, was able to, Continue 1991, 92, 1992. Um, I, I, I was given an opportunity by three uh, um called Culture Clash. If you've ever seen, if you're familiar with them, Culture Clash, Google them. They're, they were like, they were like our big brother, right? My big brothers were like the 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 tios, more tios, man. I don't know, no, more like big brothers. Um, 
you know they were pushing the the the, the like like just just the like some real like relevant like teatro comedy like they were hitting they were making making ground man you know what i mean they were like on pbs did some stuff here and there you would see them like in a couple of movies you know and and, and they were just hustling they were doing a lot of work and they were like my heroes you know like i got to see that i wanted to be like that you know and continue so from that from that inspiration was able to formulate a, a troupe of of teatristas called los illegos comedy clica this is 1993, and this is around the time when the Pete Wilson is about to introduce the 187, like, you know, like, anti-immigrant law. This, all, all of this activity, man, this is like, this is like, you know, I'm, I'm just in the early 90s right now, but like, and then <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, I'm going in all, all these different directions right now, but it's coming back to like the fact that like, it's like the investment in, in it's an investment, you know? Youngsters need to be invested, you know, and and if we're 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 working, or we're trying, if we're trying to figure out what is it, what is it that's going to like help us understand or move us or make a change, you know, programs, funding for programs, advocacy, you know, like the the work, the representation that it takes. From the neighborhood all the way out to the state capital, all the way out to the nation's capital, all of that, right? It, it all has to be taken into consideration, you know? And when we're not taken into consideration, when we've felt like this left out, you know what I mean? Then, you know, that's, it's hard to break that, break out of that kind of like, well, they, and that'll never nothing's gonna ever change man yeah I, yeah he goes do that but ain't nobody gonna go you know what i mean it's like that voice is pretty strong was really strong back then still pretty strong today um what breaks that though is is love it's love right like you know if you just i'm not gonna say if you just have love it's hard work to have love you know what I'm saying? Like you got that's a muscle. You gotta exercise that love muscle. Um, because it takes a lot of your it takes a lot of your brain power too to navigate to like really show, okay, well, how do I uh, how do I apply this love to this to this youngster who just probably who just probably told me to go fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, do I give up on this fool? Or do I say, hey, like we're just, I'm, I'm still going to be here. I'm going to come back. I'm going to keep doing this. You know? That's, that's hard, man. That is hard. Because, you know, our egos, are, our feelings are really tender. We don't even know. You know what I mean? But we know that those, those who just, that resiliency, man, that, that commitment, <clears throat> you know, it's like, I believe in that. I believe it can. It's you know, it's 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 a seed that's it's about to be planted. It's about to sprout, you know, and and, and for someone for a youngster to be able to come from a world of of a world of a world a world so violent they have no place to to control it. And they don't have no other choice but to participate in it. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it, it's with so many of them, man. You just, you know, look, look down all these, like any of these streets, these apartments, you know, like these homes. There are in the city of Salinas. I know that the the, the percentage of those uh, students that were in the Salinas City Elementary School District of homeless students was 30% homeless. All right. Now homeless is being, is, and it, you might, or your listeners may know, like, you know, um, homeless doesn't necessarily mean that you are, you're living out in the street, like, or you're out in the street or you're sleeping at night, you know, in a park or whatever. Um, it may mean like, it may mean like you're all living in that in a van, right? Or maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you know, you're living in a in a garage, or you're like you're part of a, other families, like in one home. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's homeless, man. Like, that's like we failed. We're like we're. I don't even say like we, but but this system, the design of this system, you know. So, you know, our, our imagination, our imagination, our, our muscle to bring people together and um, be able to project our stories controlled by us, told by us, for us, delivered for us. You know, that's, that's, that's the advocacy that will never stop. Simon Mano, and I think I uh, really appreciate that you take your advocacy to heart, you know, that you actually know it's the, tell the stories that you want to be shared, you know, the stories that are, are often not told in, in the mainstream narrative, you know, and so I really appreciate you for that, you know, and también este, for just being who you are without any este filter, you know, I see that every time we're out there, you know, doing some events, I see that even right now, I see that everywhere that we go, you know, that you're always being yourself, you know what I mean, and that speaks to, I think that's the, that speaks to the authenticity, authenticity, this is, I can say the word, but like the purity and like the, the rawness of, you know, what you do, you know. So I really, um, for y'all listeners, I really do encourage you to, you know, start looking into a Bakhtun 12, you know. It's B-A-K-S-T-U-N 12, you know. It's Salinas. They have some good shows, you know, speaking some real pure palabra, you know, este through teatro and such. So, you know, I encourage you to look them up, you know, stay support them in any ways, go to the shows, you know, and it's worth it. If you're all, like, around the Central Valley, you know, hit them up, you know, porque, you know, it's worth the drive and everything, eh? I'm always going to the shows, too, you know. And so, um, that being said, you know, you know, support Bottom 12 and, you know, continue supporting us with through listening, through, you know, buying merch and such. But overall, you've been in tune, too, for the Barrios Podcast. Orale. I mean, that's a lot of America what it's built on, too. Yeah. We're breaking the chains from way back in the days. Having people left to hang through the trials with vocals and long made. We're breaking these chains to hang from way back up in the days. 
freedom for all This is for all Sick of it all A fall will be the end of it all A system designed Keeping us incarcerated Presidents of a corporation Celebrated when they liberated The nation are facing the faces of changes Throughout the world Changing for the worse Ethics of the work mentality Capitalism society Hurting a nation that is poor Torn away the history Enslaved to a population Abomination for raping our women Stripping away humanity Our inner being Searching for meaning The meaning that means the meaning of life Place for a God that replaced us in the first place that we pray upon. Here's a rip from the bong as we battle Babylon. Everybody sing along while we get along. We're breaking the chains from way back in the days. Have our people left to hang through the trials, vocals in the long maze. Break this chains that hang from way back up in the days. We breaking the chains, we breaking the chains, we breaking the chains, break breaking the chains, we breaking the chains, we breaking the chains, we break the break the break the breaking the chains. In the grave, they'll remember the name of the enslaved Feel the pain for those who figured a way To escape the shackles keeping us caged I see the sun on the horizon I begin traveling when I'm rhyming My arrival or my birth was when the sun began to set A period of time in the world that we live in Combined with the earth and the elements Parading the universe Possibilities of reverse Every day we learn, every day we grow Even the glow begins to go dim so I leave a message for the whole bliss who are so list Think about what we're leaving the kids When the sun loses energy, it will be dust We can't adapt or never advance Instead of living for the brand and the grand Live and die for the motherland Providing the program that exists in your hands Hard to be glad in a world so sad Leaving us mad while they're having a blast You wonder why we raided the pad Figure the signs planted and planned Toast to my last rhyme The last time I was looking in your eyes for the meantime I'ma tell you it's an honor to be a guest in your presence When I'm walking down Turns off and on. So tired of you. My eyes are sinking back into my head, into my skull. The only thing that will be left after my body is my soul. We breaking the chains from way back in the days Having people left to hang through the trials Vocals in the long maze Break this chains that hang from way back up in the days It ain't easy, nothing came to feed me When I was living in a mindset that wasn't too crazy When I was living a life being in the needy Cause you got your shit jacked by the greedy Thinking you're beneath me But this is our coach, the destiny to be Destined to flee in the manifest destiny Through our ancestry, pastoring you and me as a society Seven.